You're listening to Words of Encouragement, the preaching ministry from the pulpit of the First Baptist Church of Winsboro, Louisiana. Today, we're looking at the power of God, the power of God, today on Words of Encouragement. Uh, Several months ago, I asked or requested uh, that if there was something you kind of wanted to hear uh, preached, to let me know. Uh, And some of you are, well, now, wait a minute, Brother Craig. God tells you what to preach. Yes, he does. Well, he doesn't need my help. No, he doesn't. But if there is something that is happening in your life, we know God knows, and we know God uses the sermon to speak to you. We know that God is bigger than the preacher. We know that he moves through his word and touches our hearts. But as a human being, I would like to, uh, I would just like to know that I at least hit upon something that I know that you would like to hear. And so, several months ago, uh, someone requested a sermon just on the power of God. On the power of God. Just on, just the power that He has. Just the glory of who He is. And I said, well, my goodness. I love that. I love that. Let me begin by speaking these words from Jeremiah chapter 10, 12 and 13. The Bible says, It is He who made the earth by His power, who established the world by His wisdom, and by His understanding He Has stretched out the heavens. When he utters his voice, there is a tumult of waters in the heavens. And he causes the clouds to ascend from the end of the earth. He makes lightning for the rain and brings out the wind from his storehouses. As I said, normally, well, normally we, uh, I like to just take a passage of scripture and I like to share with it what I feel that God has spoken to me about it. Uh, And after wrestling with that and looking at that, I, I share it with you. But there are also threads of fact, threads of character, the characteristics of God. Uh, there are aspects of God that, that are weaved all through the Word of God. And you see them as you read His Word. You see those characteristics in different places. And there's not maybe just one little nice package uh, uh, that is a passage that we can just say, Hey, look, let's just look at this and let's go through this. So this morning we do have more than one scripture reference that we'll be looking at today. Uh, But today, I want us to look at the power of God. Would you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, as we look at your power, open our hearts, open our minds to hear what you would have us to hear. Lord, work in spite of the messenger and speak to us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, this morning I want us to first look at God's power in creation. 
God's power in creation. In Psalm 33, verses 6 through 11, the Bible says, By the word of the Lord the heavens were made, and by the breath of his mouth all their hosts. He gathers the waters of the sea together as a heap. He lays up the deeps in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of Him. For He spoke, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. The Lord nullifies the counsel of the nations. He frustrates the plans of the peoples. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart from generation to generation. The power of the words of God are on display in creation. Listen to that verse 9 again. For he spoke and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. When God speaks, things happen. Things come into existence when God speaks. He speaks and the light exists. He speaks and water exists. He speaks and the heavens are created. This is the power of God on display in creation. Think about this. God is the one who thought and made the fish. The fish that we catch, the fish that we eat. God is the one who made them, the jellyfish, the horse, the elephant, the giraffe, and we could go on and on. Even the cats and the dogs. Do not forget, he also made the duck-billed platypus. God knew what he was doing. He's in charge. Every detail of how they breathe, every detail of how they move, every detail of how they find food, all of this was planned by God Himself. Every hill we see, every valley we see, every mountain we see, all of it made by God. And some of you were able to take a vacation this summer and were able to see the magnificent magnificence of God in creation. And you looked and you saw and you appreciated and you thought, wow. I still am blown away about that natural uh, monument that is uh, you know, it was in South Dakota where the president's head, just the most amazing natural rock formation, isn't it? Okay, you know, yeah, that's, yeah, that was man-made. But the, but the mountain, God made it. The flowers alone blow my mind when I think about how many there are and how intricate they are and how I didn't know how many there were and I still don't know and I'm still learning new flowers and I'm thinking, goodness, I didn't know that could make a flower and yet there it is. The painted sunrises and sunsets that should just take our breath away, made by God himself. 
Paul wrote this, and uh, it was shared earlier already this morning. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made, so that they are without excuse. Who made the mountains? Who made the water? Don't tell me that it just all floated together one day and it just happened. Don't tell me that that's how it happened. Don't tell me that creation just, it just was a fluke. It, it, the, the right molecules and the bits and pieces were all just kind of in the right places and here we came. I can't believe that. The very fact of his creation power entitles him to all praise and adoration. Seriously, how many of you can make a tree from nothing? Well, preacher, I can plant a seed. Where did the seed come from? Ha 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 ha. And who makes it grow? Did every single vegetable that you planted produce this year in your garden? Where were our squash? We looked. We planted and we looked. But we did not grow. God was in charge of that. Not us. We do what we can. But God's in charge. All that having come from God. You, you, you can't make. I mean you, you, you say well I could make a flower out of nothing. Really out of nothing. You have to have something to work with. So. The something that there is to work with was made by God. It's there, made by Him. All we're doing is reforming what God has already given us and putting it in a different form. That's all we do as humans. We do not create. We put things together. We make things, but we do not create. God is the only one who creates he created man from the dust of the earth and woman from the rib of man. God creates. Through his own power, God created the world. That's the first thing I want us to see is through his own power, God created this world that we live in. And what a beautiful world it is. Oh, but Brother Craig, no, no. Step back and look. Appreciate the trees, appreciate the flowers, look at that grass. Know that God did that. God made that. Sometimes when we lose focus on the power of God, whoa. Let me say not sometimes. Anytime we lose focus on the power of God, we panic. We get ourselves, we experience anxiety. We experience uncertainty. We experience trouble in our lives because we're not looking and focusing on the power of God. We're focusing on the problem. We're focusing on the negatives. We're focusing on everything we're hearing because we're feeding ourselves with it all. That's why it's important for pastors to regularly remind themselves and the people they're privileged to pastor to read the Word of God. Open it up. Remind yourself daily of the power of God. Remind yourself of the presence of God. Remind yourself that He's with you. 
we sure can be pulled off to the side and be sidetracked when we do not focus on His power. Well, the second thing I want us to look at is God's power in the lives of His people. God's power in the lives of His people. All through the Bible, we find God displaying His power through His people, the ones who follow Him. From the saving of Noah and his family in the flood to the moving of an entire people out of slavery through the Red Sea to Canaan land, we see God working in miraculous ways through His people. It's incredible. When someone says, I'm going to listen to God, what God then does. It's amazing what happens when we give ourselves to Him and say, Oh God, here I am. I'm yours. What are we going to do today? What are we going to do today, God? What are we going to do? God uses us. When we give ourselves to Him. And people, there's so many in the Bible that God used. He gave His people the victory in various battles for that promised land. Some of which He did in some very amazing ways. Remember Jericho? What an interesting story that is. Listen to it from Joshua 6. Now Jericho was tightly shut because of the sons of Israel. No one went out and no one came in. All right, You might as well say... They were in lockdown. <laughs> so there they were. Nobody came in and nobody went out. The Lord, I love this. The Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand with its king and the valiant warriors. You shall march around the city, all the men of war circling the city once. Okay? We're going to march, all right? We're going to march, all right? I understand that. You shall do so for six days. Okay, so six days they're going to march around this. Okay, all right. They're march around. This is not making... I mean, when do we attack? When do we attack? That's what we want to see. Also, seven priests shall carry seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. Oh, so they've got the ark with them, and they've got these trumpets and these priests. Okay, wait. It says they shall carry... Seven trumpets. Okay, so we're marching around and we're carrying trumpets. Well, this is kind of odd. Then on the seventh day, you shall march around the city seven times. Oh, my goodness. Now, look, we're getting our steps in here. You know, God's people are getting their steps in. Um, and they're counting on their Fitbits. I mean, they're looking and saying, okay, I'm getting, okay. Well, this is, now, let's see, how long, how far is it around the city? Okay, how many miles is that? They're moving around and they're, and they're thinking, well, I'm sure they're thinking, wait a minute, what? When are we going to do something here? What, what, something's got to happen. Okay. Then, uh, on the seventh day, march around the city seven times, and the priest shall blow the trumpets. Okay, so we're going to make some noise. It shall be that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout. Okay, well, now we're not attacking yet. Now, this is just, we're going to take, God says, look, Jericho's yours, okay? Well, but we're just marching around. We're just making some noise, and then we're you know, we're shouting. We're blowing. We've got trumpets blowing. What I don't. What's happening here? When you hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people will go up every man straight ahead. Whoa! 
Whoa, the power of God working through the people of God. Do you see how God uses them? The warriors were to march around. The seven priests were to carry those trumpets before the Ark of the Covenant. They're to march around for six days. On the seventh day, they blow the trumpet. They, make a, they shout their shouts, and the walls fall down. Could God have just simply made the walls fall down? He could have. God could have said, look, I'm just going to make these walls fall down. It's going to... It's going to really surprise those in the city. And then y'all are going to just run in. Okay, so I'm just going to make the walls fall down and y'all run in. He could have done that. But what does he do? He uses his people. God wants to use us in his kingdom work. He wants us to be used. He wants to use us. The power of the combination of God and His people needed to be seen by those in the city of Jericho. They needed to know that God and His people are coming. God and His people are a power to be reckoned with. God and His people who are being obedient to Him are a power to be reckoned with. And that's what he, God wants them to see. God, that, this, is what the, this is the picture, this is the, the reality, the facts of the matter. This is what God wants the people to know is that, look, I want to use you and this world needs to see me using you. This world needs to see me using you, my power being displayed through my people. This is important. This is important because if it's not seen, if it's not on display, if God's people, listen, if God's people are not out loving others, out there ministering to others, then the world doesn't see the power of God. But Brother Craig, you read about that, that passage from Romans. I mean, they ought to, yes, they ought to be able to look at a sunset and say, that ain't nothing but God. They ought to be able to see that. They ought to be able to say that. But as the people of God, we are the ones who are to share and show the power of God. And you and I can't do that if we're not giving ourselves to God. If we're sitting back saying, well now, okay, I'm waiting for Jesus to come here. This little COVID thing's happening again. Um, it Probably time. Let's see what time of day is it and what year is it, what day. I bet you I can figure it out and, and he's probably about to come, so I'm going to sit tight. God wants to use you and me to display his power in this world. And his power is shared in various ways through, through loving people, through ministering to people, through sharing the gospel with people, through being there with people as they walk through tough times. God's power can be on display if we give ourselves to Him if we allow ourselves to be used by Him. I love the way God decides to use His people. This needs to be, His power needs to be seen today by our, wor our world and this country. Lest you think that God only uses people in the Old Testament, let's look at a prime example in the New Testament. Consider Mary. Consider Mary. She's nothing special. She's blessed because she was chosen. She wasn't chosen because she was blessed. She was blessed because she was chosen. She was a young girl. She was following God. There again is a child of God being obedient to God. And God says, here's one I'm going to use. This is, I'm going to display my power. 
I'm, I've chosen this young lady. I'm going to use her. In Luke's gospel, we find that God sought to use her. He chose her, and the angel tells her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that reason, the Holy Child shall be called the Son of God. The scriptures tell us, And Mary said, Behold, the bond slave of the Lord, may it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Oh my goodness, here she is. She's an obedient child of God. And God says, all right, I'm going to use you. I'm going to use you. I've chosen to use you. You're being obedient. When you're obedient, when you're giving yourself to God, God uses you. Could God have done this without Mary? Yes. But again, he desires to use human beings in his kingdom work. He desires to use us. Really, you know, you, I've always wondered why God didn't just say, well, I know why. I know why now. But when I was a little kid, I thought, why couldn't God have just dropped Jesus out of the sky, and here he is, and then everybody's like, oh, wow, who are you? And then he tells everybody, I'm the son of God. I've come from heaven. <gasps> wow, yeah, a whole bunch of people saw you fall out of heaven, and there you are. And, and I just used to think, wow, why, can't, why, why didn't he do that? He didn't do it that way because God wants you to know that he can identify with you and this life that we live and he can identify with our suffering. And so therefore, Jesus came into this world like you and I do. And so, so that we know that he truly understands. God really does know how we live and operate in this world. He knows we don't have to say, well, yeah, but he's been up there for so long. And he, you know, he's never really been one of us. Oh, yes, he has. Yes, he has. And that's the thrilling, just the thrilling magnificence. I'll get that word out. That's the thrilling, that's the thrill in the power of God himself. I just love it. I love it. Through his own power, God enables and empowers us for work in his kingdom. Through His own power, He enables and empowers us for work in His kingdom. Well, the last thing, God's power in the life and death and life, death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. How wonderful the power of God. But if He only used it to create this world and use us in His work, what about us as individuals? What about the power of God? Can, what is it about the power of God that, that, that we benefit from? What is it that we, what is it? What's in it for us? And that's a very selfish question. But how does the power of God empower, uh, how does it benefit us? The most important display of the power of God for us personally is when He provided forgiveness of sins. John three sixteen and 17. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send the Son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Through Christ, God has made it possible for your sins to be forgiven. Through Christ, the punishment you deserve was placed upon him. And you and I do not have to be eternally punished for our sins. Each of us deserves to die and go to hell. What? No, I don't deserve. Yes, yes we do because we're sinful people. But God, but God, but God said this. I am providing the perfect lamb to be sacrificed for you. I'm providing a way out. Your sins will be placed on him and you will be forgiven. 
Isaac Watts, the prolific hymn writer, wrote these words, Alas, and did my Savior bleed, and did my Sovereign die? Would He devote that sacred head for sinners such as I? Was it for crimes that I have done? He groaned upon the tree. Amazing pity. Grace unknown. And love. Beyond degree. He did devote that sacred head for sinners such as us. He did care about us enough to make it possible for us to be forgiven. The power of God through the event of the cross made forgiveness possible. The power of God through the event of the cross made the entrance into heaven possible. The power of God through the event of the cross made a relationship with God possible. Oh, the power of God. Nobody has that power. No person on earth has as much power as God. Do you feel like worshiping Him? Do you feel like leaning on Him? Do you feel like you can trust the Lord? He's proven His love to you. He's proven it on a cross. You and I deserve to go straight to hell. Why? Because we have sinned. We have done things that are not pleasing to the Lord. We've sinned. We've chosen to sin. We need to be forgiven of those sins. Only God can forgive us. We go to Him. We ask, oh God, would you forgive me of my sins? Would you come into my heart? Would you be in charge of my life from here on out? I want to give myself to you. I want to repent. I want to turn away from my sin. I don't want to revisit. I don't want to keep going back. I don't want to live that life of sin. I want to be a new creature in Christ. I want to be forgiven, and I want to be led by you, oh God. Maybe there's someone here today that says, look, I need that. Preacher, I've been hearing you talk about that. I want that. I want him in my heart. I want to be forgiven of my sins. I want him to be in charge of my life. I want to know the power of God. I want to be used by him. I want his power to flow through me. I just I want to be a vessel. I want to be a tool to be used in the kingdom of God. Maybe you're here today and you just want to make that declaration. You just want to say, hey, look, I need this Jesus. I need him. Through his power, through his own power, he created the world. Through his power, his own power, he enables and empowers his people to do kingdom work. And through his, the power of God, forgiveness of sins is possible. Oh, the power of God. It's like none other. Oh, that you would know it today. Oh, that you would experience it today. Lean on Him. Give your life to Him. Give your heart to Him. Maybe you're here this morning and you're thinking, you know what? I just needed to be reminded of His power today. I just needed that. I needed that. Would you thank the Lord? Maybe God, maybe God spoke to you in a different way. Maybe it was not even in the title of the sermon. didn't seem to like go along, but God spoke to you. Would you thank Him for speaking to you today? He loves you. He cares for you. Let Him care for you. Let Him love you. 
thank you for listening to Words of Encouragement. We hope that this has been a time of encouragement for you. Listen, the, the, the power of God, the power that he has to create, the power he has to use people, the power he has to change people. Listen, I truly believe that God can change a mean person into a nice person. Uh, I truly believe he, he can do it. Do you know why I believe that? Because he is the only one who can change the heart of a person. Have you ever tried? You ever tried to make someone be good? You can do all the convincing you can do. You can try everything you can try, but only God can change the heart. Only God can make change the desires of the heart, the, the uh, motivation of a person. God can do it. Trust in Him. Believe in Him. Boy, I, I, I hope that you have a relationship with Him. I do pray that you are walking with the Lord. Listen, if you would like to know more of what it uh, what it means to have Christ in your heart, you can go to fbcwinsboro.com. That's fbcwinsboro.com. And there you will find a link uh, to, uh, the, to a gospel presentation. Uh, how do I know Jesus? Uh, there will be a link there you can click on. Uh, you can get to know us as a church right on that website. You can even tune into a worship service. We'd love to have you live and in person sometime. We're located at 502 Highland Street, right here in Winsboro, Louisiana. So the next time you're through here, come see us. Remember, you matter to God and to us at the First Baptist Church of Winsboro.